0: Assertiveness is your ability to have a point of view, to put it forward, and to be able to defend your point of view and navigate disagreement and navigate differences of opinion and perspective. When it comes to assertiveness and disagreeing with people, so often we think of it as a bad thing, when in reality, it can be a really healthy, wonderful, productive thing, and it doesn't have to feel bad. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am in a very excited mood about this episode because we are talking about a topic that I love so much, which is assertiveness and disagreeing and having a strong voice and a strong perspective when you're talking with people at work and knowing how to have a perspective and speak in a way that is strong but not off-putting to the people around you. I know that this is such a fine line that we often are trying to walk as women. And this is an area where... I just I struggled with it so much in my corporate career. I struggled with assertiveness and being direct and having an opinion and disagreeing and navigating differences in perspectives. That was so hard for me in the beginning of my career, and by the end of my corporate career, I loved it. I loved being assertive. I loved when there were disagreements and debate, and I love talking about this because when you start to view assertiveness differently and you start to see that, you know, disagreements and people sharing strong perspectives at work isn't necessarily a quote-unquote bad thing, then it becomes easier and you really start to see it as an opportunity for leadership. And that is really what I'm going to be calling you to step into in this episode, is really to view yourself as a leader and as someone who is not only capable of having an assertive voice, but... Who can navigate a disagreement and navigate whatever tricky thing comes up in a conversation or in a meeting in a way that moves everyone towards results and in a way that feels good and authentic to you? For you to have a strong, assertive voice, to have an opinion, to defend your opinion, to engage in people who aren't agreeing with your opinion, you don't have to be rude. You don't have to like leave your values at the door, you can truly do it in a way that feels in alignment with your leadership style and with who you are as a person. And that's why I love this topic, because when it comes to assertiveness and disagreeing with people, so often we think of it as a bad thing, when in reality, it can be a really healthy, wonderful productive thing, and it doesn't have to feel bad. (laughs) So hi, I haven't introduced myself yet. I'm Jess. I'm the host and creator of the Art of Speaking Up podcast. I used to have a career in the corporate space, and now I am a coach for women and a full time podcaster. And I'm here to help you develop a strong, confident voice and to ascend into leadership and build a big career that is super exciting and that you feel super proud of. Today, we're going to talk about assertiveness and disagreeing. I have two exciting, exciting announcements to share with you before I dive into the meat of today's topic. Announcement number one. Mark your calendar. Doors to the Art of Speaking Up Academy are going to open next month. Enrollment is going to be open May 1st through May 12th. If it's your first time hearing about it, the Art of Speaking Up Academy is my group program. It is a small group of women, so it's a pretty intimate group program, and it is for women who want to learn to speak up more often at work and who want to get better at speaking in a way that exudes confidence and that is super effective. So, if you are struggling to find a voice at work and you want to develop a voice that is effective and assertive and authentic to you you, the Art of Speaking Up Academy is a curriculum-based learning experience designed to help you do exactly that. You get to learn the art of communication and the art of building confidence and the art of speaking up in a live learning environment led by me, Surrounded by a group of women who share the same goals and a lot of the same struggles as you. So, in addition to the learning and the curriculum and all of the tools that you're going to soak in throughout the experience, you're also going to get the inspiration and support and accountability that comes with being part of a group program and being part of something that is bigger than yourself. Mark your calendar. Doors are going to open May 1st through May 12th, and this leads me to announcement number two. Every time I open doors to the Art of Speaking Up Academy, I create a free training that is packed with tools and resources and tips to help you grow your confidence and find an effective voice at work. And for this launch of the Academy, this is the best training I have created so far. I create a fresh one every single time I launch the program. This one is my best one. It is called Three Steps to an Unstoppable Meeting Presence. And in this free training, which is audio, so you can listen on the go, super convenient, I walk you through what is required to help you speak up more often and to exude confidence when you do speak. This training is totally free. You can listen on the go and it is going to help you deepen your understanding of exactly how to develop that badass confident voice that you desire. Even if you're a beginner and even if you don't feel so confident and you don't feel so badass, the good news is that confidence and a strong voice is just like a muscle. Yes, it takes some reps. Yes, it takes some time in the gym. But if you're willing to put that time in, you can grow that muscle, grow that confidence, and really learn to exude a truly unstoppable presence in meetings. This is what I help my clients with, and this is what I'm going to be helping you with in this free training. To grab my free training, Three Steps to an Unstoppable Meeting Presence, head over to coaching.com slash free resources. That is where you will be able to access this free audio training. Don't wait because I'm not going to be keeping it up on my website indefinitely. After Doors to the Art of Speaking Up Academy close, I'm going to be taking it down. So make sure that you grab it today before you forget, and I will drop the link in the show notes. And now let's dive into assertiveness and disagreeing. This is such an important skill for you to develop, particularly as you expand into leadership. Assertiveness actually comprises one third of the Art of Speaking Up Academy curriculum. So the Art of Speaking Up Academy is a six month program and two out of those six months are spent just on the topic of assertiveness. The reason for this is, is that you have to have the ability to assert your opinion and have a strong perspective in a room if you want to continue to grow and develop in your career, and especially if you want to ascend into leadership. Ascending into leadership and getting promoted and having bigger positions means you're handling more. You have more responsibilities, more challenging work to do. And what I really want you to understand about that is that the way that you succeed in those bigger roles is not by putting in more hours and working harder and harder and harder behind the scenes, right? You only have so many hours that you can put into your job. So the way that you're able to handle bigger roles and handle more is by being more effective in the way that you communicate and lead. This is what helps you expand your scope. This is why assertiveness is so incredibly important as you are getting promoted, and as you are developing in your career, because it is how you are going to have a bigger impact. You won't be able to have a bigger impact by doing more and more work. You're going to have a bigger impact by having a stronger and stronger voice in meetings and in those super important high-level conversations that you have with your boss, with leaders at your company. That is where you are going to be able to have that bigger impact and assertiveness is your ability to have a point of view, to put it forward, and to be able to defend your point of view and navigate disagreement and navigate differences of opinion and perspective. And it's inevitable that differences of opinion and perspective will arise in your career and they will arise more often as you have more responsibility because the things you're working on will become more complex. And as the things that you're working on become more complex, there will be more challenges, more roadblocks, more arguments and differences in opinion on how to get through those roadblocks, and you are going to need to be able to fearlessly lead people through those, have your own perspective on how to get past those, and be able to get buy-in, often from executive level stakeholders on how you want to get things done. So being able to assert yourself is essential. Now today, we're deep diving into a very specific type of assertiveness, which is also something that I teach inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So in the Art of Speaking Up Academy, we spend two months on assertiveness, the first month is on what I call foundational assertiveness. This is all around having a perspective, trusting your judgment, and having the courage to articulate it and step up as a thought leader and make your opinion known. This is essential. You have to know what you think. You have to have an opinion. You have to have a hypothesis. You have to have a perspective, and you have to have the courage to voice it because that's what leadership is. That's how you show people that you're able to solve problems and come up with really high quality solutions. That's foundational assertiveness. The second month that we look at assertiveness together inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy is on what I call advanced assertiveness. This is your ability to put forth a perspective and share your opinion and your thoughts with people around you, even when they don't agree with you, and even when there might be disagreement or differences in perspective happening in the room and in the meeting that you're in. It's your ability to articulate your perspective and stand strong in what you think is the best approach, even if not everyone agrees with you. That's what I call advanced assertiveness because it's a little bit harder, right? It's harder to assert your perspective and have a voice when people don't agree, when there's lots of different opinions. It's a lot more intimidating. You have to be a lot more convicted and strong in what you think. And so it requires an extra capability, an extra set of capabilities and an even stronger mindset. And that's what we're diving into in today's episode is advanced assertiveness, disagreeing. And the reason that I want to talk about this is because most of the women I work with think of disagreeing as a moment where they have to be rude and disrespectful. They think that to become good at disagreeing and to become good at advanced assertiveness and the ability to put forward their opinion, even when other people have a different opinion, that they need to be rude, that they need to be obnoxious, that they need to tell their boss that they're wrong, right? That they need to push back in a way that's going to feel really, really bad for everyone around them. And the reason that I got so good at this in my corporate career is because I got to a place where I just stopped seeing that as a bad thing. And I started to see disagreement and differences in perspective as a healthy, constructive, positive, exciting thing. If people started disagreeing with my work or with my slides in a meeting— instead of me thinking, oh my God, I've done it wrong. I'm an imposter. They're going to finally see. This is horrible. I need them to like every single thing that I do and every single thing that I show them. Instead of thinking that, I would think, yes, they're paying attention. They're engaged. They care about the work. I have them. I've captivated them. It's time for us to talk about this. Let's go. And I think you can guess, Which of those makes for a more effective meeting presence, right? Who's more effective? Is it the person that's like, oh my God, I need them to agree with anything. No one can criticize this. No one can have negative thoughts. No one can have negative feedback. I need them to like me. Or is it the person who's like, yes, they're paying attention. They're with me. We're talking about it. We're going to figure it out. Let's go. Who's going to have the stronger presence and the stronger leadership when they engage with their stakeholders in that meeting? it's the second person, right? It's the person who is approaching the entire situation as a constructive dialogue. Now, in order to do this well, there's two components. There's the mindset. That's exactly what I was just talking about, right? It's how you're thinking about the disagreement. If you have the mindset of, oh no, I need them to like me. No one can criticize. People need to love my ideas and everything I do. If you have that mindset And your ability to be assertive and navigate the rest of that meeting or conversation is not going to be super, super strong. But if your mindset is, this is good, they're paying attention, we're going to resolve this, let's talk about it. If you have that mindset, you're going to be highly effective in leading and navigating that conversation. Now, in addition to the mindset piece, there are some practical tools as well that will help you be more effective when you respond to someone who looks at your work or responds to something you shared and says that they don't agree or they think it's wrong or they need you to do it another way. There are practical tools that will help you navigate that exchange with greater influence and greater effectiveness. And in today's episode, I'm going to share with you a little bit of both. And the way that I teach assertiveness and the way that I approach assertiveness in my coaching and inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy is both. We look at the mindset and help you have a mindset that is going to help you navigate the conversation with confidence and effectiveness, and you also learn the practical tools so that you are being as influential and persuasive and effective as possible. So in order to help you understand the best way to navigate these disagreements and the mindset that you want to get into, I want to talk about this idea of changing your mind and what it means to change your mind. The better you get at changing your mind and being open-minded and being willing to change your mind, the better you will get at assertiveness. Now, you might be thinking, Jess, that doesn't make sense. Assertiveness is about not changing my mind. Assertiveness is about asserting what is on my mind, not changing my mind to agree with the other person. I'm trying to do less of that. I'm trying to be a leader. I'm trying to assert my perspective. But the more that you are open-minded and willing to change your mind, the better you get at asserting your perspective. And I'm going to explain to you why. And to explain to you why, we are going to use the analogy of clothing. I want to talk a little bit about what it's like to change our mind when it comes to the type and style of clothing that we prefer to wear. This is the perfect example because as fashion trends go in and out of style, we tend to change our minds on literally what we think is a piece of clothing that's cute Versus a piece of clothing that's ugly. So when I was in, I think it was high school. Yes, it was definitely when I was in high school. Flare bell bottoms were the style of jeans. And that might have been the same for you too. The jeans that I wore, I'm like sweating and cringing just thinking about it. But this is the truth, everyone. This is the truth. The jeans that I wore in high school flared. They flared at the bottom at the leg, and that's what was in. And I remember, even though now I'm cringing thinking about it because I just like don't like flare, when I was in high school, I loved it. I thought my jeans were awesome. And I remember thinking how weird and ugly skinny jeans seemed at that time when flared jeans were in. I remember thinking that flared jeans made so much more sense. They look so good on the body. The shape makes so much sense. And I just remember thinking like, oh my God, a jean that's like skinny and tapered at the ankle. Ew, horrifying. I would never wear that. And now let's fast forward to the present day. Many years later, I only own skinny jeans. And listen, I know some people like flare and I know that bell bottoms are making a comeback. Cool, no judgment. This is all highly subjective. I just personally have very different thoughts about flair than the thoughts I had in high school. And now to me, I think skinny jeans are awesome and look great. And like the idea of flared pants coming back in style is terrifying to me. But that's not what I used to think. I changed my mind. And what I once thought was really cute and awesome. I now think is ugly and what I once thought was ugly I now think is really cute and awesome. So I changed my mind. And I think that we have all had experiences of changing our mind and the clothing example is great because I'm sure that a lot of us can relate to this. Another way this happens which is so perfect for this episode and for me to teach you more about advanced assertiveness and disagreeing is have you ever had an experience where you went shopping and there was someone who worked in the store, like a salesperson in the store, who was very hands-on and asking you how things were going in the dressing room and asking you if you need more sizes. And sometimes they like watch you as you come out of the dressing room. And they're like, oh, that looks so good on you. Anyway, I really can't stand when salespeople are like very... On top of me, I feel very suffocated. I like to have kind of a solo shopping experience. What I especially hate and like what would really grind my gears while shopping is when the salesperson would bring unsolicited clothing items, like extra items for me to try on that I had not picked out myself. Has that ever happened to you where you're trying things on and they're like, oh, I found some things that I thought you would like. I'm just going to drop them here. And you're like, Okay. And then you look at them and they're so not anything you would ever consider wearing. And so you pretend like you tried them on, but really you didn't because you were thinking, oh, these are hideous. I would never wear this because the salesperson doesn't know what you like. Right. Now that's happened to me a bunch of times. But what I will say is every once in a while, I will try on something that I think is not attractive and not my style, just for funsies, right? Like I wonder how this will look on me. And usually I put it on and I'm like, oh well, definitely not buying that. But every once in a while I'll put it on and realize I kind of like this article of clothing. I've never given myself a chance to actually see what it looked like on me because I would always just dismiss it. But now that I've put it on, I kind of like it and it kind of looks good. And then all of a sudden, That's a style of clothing that I wear and that I'm interested in, but it's not because I picked it out. It's because I was willing to try it on and it expanded my wardrobe and it expanded what I was willing to wear. Now, to get good at assertiveness and at disagreeing with people, you have to get really good at trying on the unsolicited clothing that they are bringing to your dressing room. So here's the way I want you to think about it. For you to have the best wardrobe possible, you have to be willing to try on the clothes that seem ugly because one in 10 items is actually going to look really good on you. And if you hadn't been willing to try on those ugly clothes, Your wardrobe wouldn't have been as exciting, as filled with variety. And the same is true for your effectiveness in your role and your effectiveness as a leader. When someone disagrees with you, they're showing up at your dressing room and they're offering you some ugly clothes to try on, right? The ugly clothes represent their opinions that you disagree with. They're offering you their opinions and you look at those opinions, you look at those ugly clothes and you're like, no, that's wrong. Here's the thing though, just like with your wardrobe, if you never are willing to try on those clothes that they bring, never are willing to entertain the ideas that they bring to you, you're going to miss out on the one in 10 times where you discover a gem, you discover a treasure and it changes everything this is what people misunderstand about agreeing and about advanced assertiveness. They think that it's about holding steady and never trying on the clothes that they think are ugly. But really, what advanced assertiveness is about is it's about having the best possible wardrobe. Or in the case of something you're working on at work, which is not a wardrobe, it's about having the best possible results, the best possible outcome. And so, If someone comes to you and says, I have a better way, and your main goal is not necessarily to be right, but to get to the best outcome, to have the best possible wardrobe, it is in your interest to try on those clothes. If someone comes to you at the dressing room and says, I think I have clothes that you're going to like even more, if you are truly committed to making sure that you find the best possible articles of clothing, you have to try them on. It's the same with assertiveness and disagreeing with people. If you're truly committed to getting to the best possible result for the work that you're doing and someone comes to you and says, hey, I have have this ugly article of clothing I want you to try on. It's different than the one you're proposing. If you truly are 100% committed to getting the best outcome and the best answer, you have to try it on because you have to know, is this the one in 10 that is going to take my wardrobe to the next level? Now, what is so beautiful about this is that it makes assertiveness and disagreeing with people feel completely different, right? Because instead of you being like, I'm not interested in your idea, I don't want to try on the article of clothing that you're bringing, you're like, oh, cool, let me try it on. What is this? It's a shirt? Ah, it's not really my style, but I'll put it on and see how it looks. And now this takes the pressure off. Because if someone disagrees with you, you don't need to tell them they're wrong or be rude or be disrespectful or push them away. You need to try on what they're bringing to you to see if it's a hidden treasure. And what this means in meetings is if someone disagrees, if someone says that's wrong or I don't like how you're doing it, you need to try on their perspective because your goal is to make sure you're doing it as best as possible. And the only way you're going to for sure know that is if you're willing to try on every article of clothing that they bring you. Now, this doesn't mean you're going to buy the clothing. So let's be clear. Being willing to try on the ugly clothing is not the same as saying, I'm committing to purchasing this. I think we all know that to be true. But you are going to give it a chance and you are going to try it on. Which means when someone disagrees with you, You don't have to push back so hard right away. You don't have to tell them that they're wrong. You don't have to tell them why you're right. That's literally not an effective way to engage in a conversation. Your next step should be to try on what they are bringing to you. Because once you try it on, then you will know for sure whether it's a hidden treasure article of clothing or not. So what does that mean? It means that when someone disagrees with you, you need to make sure you fully understand their perspective. You need to make sure that what they're bringing makes sense to you and you understand why they're bringing it. And then from that place, you can lead a discussion on what path is best. So after you've tried on the shirt that they brought to you, Then you can talk to them about how that shirt is different from the shirt that you picked out and about how the two of you together are going to choose a shirt to buy. This is very, very different because the act of trying on the idea that they're bringing to you, trying on the shirt, puts you and them on the same team. And literally, you and them. You are on the same team. You work for the same company. They're not coming from a competitor's company and trying to tear you down. They work the same place you work. So even if you might have different perspectives or you might sit in different places in the org, you all both ladder up to the same objectives. And so what you're trying to figure out is between the two shirts, which one do you feel is the best fit? given the constraints and given what each shirt looks like when you try it on. And what this requires is the flexibility to be willing to change your mind. Because when you're willing to try on the shirt, that means you're willing to change your mind. You're open-minded. Not because you want to mindlessly agree with them and drop your perspective at the door, no no, 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 it's because you know that to get to the best answer and to be as effective as you can in your work, you have to be open-minded and you have to entertain all of the options before you decide which one you think is best. And what I encourage you to do when you're trying on their idea is not like, don't try it on in a way where you're like, ugh, this shirt is ugly, I hate it, but I'm going to put it on, whatever. Try it on with an open mind. Try to understand, how could this shirt look good on me? Why did they pick it out? What is valuable about it? The more mentally flexible you are, the more you're going to be able to navigate the decision between the two shirts, between the two ideas. So assertiveness and disagreeing and advanced assertiveness is not about disrespect and it's not about rigidity and it's not about you just holding your ground and being right. It's about you being mentally flexible, trying on what they're sharing, and being willing to entertain how their idea might be the best idea. Because when you fully give it a chance, and you fully give your idea a chance, then you can step up into actual leadership and make an unbiased decision about what is best for the work. This is why I liked it When executives would disagree with me because I didn't make it mean, oh, my idea wasn't good enough. I made it mean, okay, cool. We're about to up-level the quality of my work because we're about to pressure test my idea next to another idea. And we're all going to do this together with the sole goal of getting to the best possible outcome collectively for all of our teams and for the project. And by us going through that process, we are all going to win. This is why someone disagreeing with me didn't feel like a problem. I didn't have an attachment to needing to be right. And for my idea to be right, I had an attachment to needing to be a leader. Being a leader is a different goal than being right. When you're trying to be right, that's when you feel threatened by other people's ideas or people bringing shirts to your dressing room and you're like, ew, this is ugly. But when you're being a leader, it doesn't matter if they disagree because all you have to do is try on what they're bringing with an open mind and then help shepherd everyone towards a solution. And in my experience and in my opinion, this feels so much better than you just saying no to them and dismissing them and holding steady. That is not what having a strong, assertive voice is about. It is not about being stubborn and rigid in your perspective. It is about being able to snap into a leadership mindset as soon as there is a moment of disagreement. And what a leader would do in that moment is make sure that everyone is getting closer to the best possible outcome. And so next time someone disagrees with you, your next step should be to try on with an open mind the article of clothing that they are bringing to your dressing room because you know that your wardrobe is going to be better off if you are willing to do that in the long run. I guarantee you that your work product and what you're able to accomplish also going to be way better off if you do that in the long run. Having an assertive voice doesn't have to be rude or disrespectful or go against your values. In my mind and the way I teach it inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, assertiveness is literally leadership. They're equal to one another. Being a good leader means being dedicated to getting results. And when you're dedicated to getting results, you want your opinion heard and you want to lead people through disagreement and differences in perspective towards the best answers. This is a skill. It requires you to be really confident, to have a really solid mindset, to have solid skills for navigating the conversation, but it doesn't have to feel bad and you don't have to feel like you're being adversarial. And if you feel like you're being adversarial, I would say you're probably not doing it Correctly, because good leadership should not feel adversarial. That is just not the leadership style that I like and is not reflective of the leadership style that I teach and promote on my podcast and in my programs. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, Your ability to show up with that level of leadership, to navigate these conversations, to move people effectively towards the best solutions is enormously important for your development in your career and your development as a leader. This is why I place such a huge emphasis on assertiveness inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, because I want you to be able to bring that quality, that high quality of leadership with you to your meetings. Because when you're good at this, the end result is that the outcomes that you lead people towards are consistently better. If someone disagrees with you, and you kind of crumble and just agree with them, then you miss opportunities to bottom out the different solutions, right? And the opposite side is true as well. If you're too rigid and defensive, you also miss opportunities to get towards better solutions. So this is a skill that you thoughtfully guide your stakeholders through in order to arrive at the best solution. And as you do this, You're more effective in your work, and people see that you have leadership skills and that you can handle the challenges the road bumps, the complexity, and you do so with grace and with ease and in a way that feels productive and inspirational to the people around you. This is what I teach you inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. If you want to get good at this, if you want this to be a part of your leadership toolkit and your communication toolkit, I strongly suggest that you join me inside this program so that you can internalize these skills, so that you can develop this strong, confident mindset, and so that you can can show people around you the true capabilities that you bring to a room when you are working through a difficult problem or project. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Doors to the Art of Speaking Up Academy are opening May 1 through 12th. And like I also mentioned at the beginning of this episode, my free audio course, Three Steps to an Unstoppable Meeting Presence is now available on my website at jessgesitcoaching.com slash free resources. This course is free. It'll help you jumpstart your journey of building confidence and learning how to exude confidence when you speak. And it's an audio course so you can listen easily on the go but don't wait to grab it because it is only going to be available for the next couple of weeks. And then I will be taking it down once I close doors to the Art of Speaking Up Academy. You can grab that at justguzzitcoaching.com slash free resources. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I will catch you in next week's episode. Bye.